welcome to From A to Zara, the podcast about all things content. I'm very honored today to have Sharon Tai here with me. She is the head of online strategy and insights at Zara Media Group. And as one would expect, Sharon knows a thing or two about Facebook. EU Mom is the largest community of moms in Ireland, and Sharon is the one responsible for the development and implementation of the digital strategy behind it all. Thank you for making time, Sharon. Thank you, Tara. Okay, so I think uh, because we're talking about Facebook and mm -hmm. it's been all over the news this year, um, I think we need to jump right in and talk about Facebook's algorithm change. Mm -hmm. So my understanding is that, and I've only done a little bit of reading here, but my understanding is that Facebook is now going to prioritize content posted by users rather than publishers. Mm -hmm. And I guess my question to you is, how do you interpret this change and what do you think it will mean for brands? Mm, thanks, Tara. Yes, well, you're exactly right uh, with the new algorithm change. Um, and brands have been like shouting about this, that this is the worst thing that could happen and this is devastation. Um, but really what is happening here is Facebook are going back to basics. So, I mean, they were set up as a, as a social network to connect people. Um, and over time, um, they have amassed over 2 billion worldwide members, like which is just astounding. Um, and you keep, they keep getting bigger and keep getting bigger. Um, and, and they've been a victim of their own success, I suppose, in their commercial outlook and how they have commercialized their audience. So, um, so it has come to the stage where it's a typical thing where a medium has gotten a load of attention, a load of users. Um, marketers have moved in. And, um, and they've ruined everything. <clears throat> Marketers have moved in. <laughs> no. Um, but, you know, they have, Facebook have monetized their audience and, um, and have become a very, a very um, cost-effective way of reaching your target audience. Um, and now you're seeing um, encouraging brand, you know, like more and more brand uh, messages um, pushing out, I suppose, the main reason that people are there in the beginning is, which is to communicate with their friends and family. Um, and, um, and the danger is, I suppose, that if this continues, um, that Facebook will start losing um, their very valuable monetized audience. Um, because Facebook, the big, you know, as big of a corporation as it is, it's all of it rests on the size and the engagement, the constant engagement of its audience. Um, so they have stepped in very wisely and before anything, you know, uh, before they, their audiences started dwindling, they have stepped in, uh, with these measures and I think they're, they're very much needed. So it will mean for brands, um, and advertisers that possibly, um, they're going to see prices rise in advertising, um, because Facebook will be restricting the amount of ads and be restricted by their own rules now, by their own algorithm with the amount of ads that they can show people. Um, but in the end of the day, um, it's, in, it's, it's to aid the user and make Facebook a more user-friendly place um, and, and more, for, you know, more for the users. So in the end of the day, they will probably keep growing um, with their two, plus, you know, two billion plus audience um, and keeping success. And keep, they will still be a medium that advertisers and brands can use. So overall, it's, it's good. You know, overall, it's it's good for it's good for Facebook. Obviously, um, it's good for the users because it's going back to what they joined Facebook originally for, and it's um, and, and eventually it's good for brands because we're not going to lose that medium um for for marketing, 
um, you know, because so studies have shown people have, they either haven't lost users, people are going back less frequently. So, um, so this would be uh, an aim to stop that. Do you think that some of this is in um, sort of in uh, response to a lot of the fake news and some of the stuff that came out of the U.S. election with, you know, people putting up news stories that weren't correct or, you know, things like that? Do you think do you think any of that played into this decision? I think definitely. I think uh, Facebook have come under a lot more scrutiny um, and definitely the fake news stories have brought that out. So um, I would think definitely it has been related to that, possibly not solely to that, um, but um, it's definitely a it's definitely a sort of a reassurance to the users out there because at the end of the day they are Facebook, you know they are what makes Facebook Facebook. So um, it's a call out to them I think that we are here for you, like we are your company at the end of the day, and Facebook needs everybody's personal information and everybody's interaction. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also wondering if this decision will force kind of force brands to create more engaging content because they can't just necessarily push out a message and assume that everyone's going to see it or that it's going to get mm. to where it wants to go but if they're creating good content nonetheless in other places users should still be sharing that content absolutely yeah. um like people have said for years um that organic reach is dead on facebook and if you've got a a message that you want to, a brand message that you're promoting, you need to pay for it. But what we've seen at EU Mom is we have always worked as hard as possible to make our brand messages um, be useful and relevant, interesting, exciting, funny, you know, to have another aspect to them other than the brand message. Um, so, so we have, you know, we haven't seen the decline in organic reach that other brands have. And I think if that means that marketers on Facebook need to get a bit smarter and do things better, I think that's good for everybody. I totally agree. Yes, yeah. definitely good for my newsfeed. Yes. <laughs> um, so speaking of EU Mom and how much you guys have done within the Facebook community, could you share some of the, the insights that you guys have collected around parents and their use of Facebook? Yes. Well, I suppose um, there's always um, talk of Facebook's um, reach or, you know, the amount of users that are using it um, declining and, and users going to Instagram and Snapchat. Um, and younger generations are, for sure. Um, on Snapchat and Instagram, but we're still seeing, um, like we've we recently um, surveyed mums between um, the ages of um, twenty and um, twenty and thirty five, like the millennial millennial mums, and um, and ninety seven seven percent of them are Facebook is their social media of choice, and it's the one that they spend the most time on, uh, followed then by Snapchat and Instagram, um, but. Yeah, so but so parents are one of the most social consumers that you'll find um, online, um, and especially mums and um, mums, pregnant mums in the early stages when they're not necessarily um, telling people about being pregnant, but they will be searching, you know, for yeah. for groups or private groups or pages that you know that give you information about birth and and pregnancy, and then you also have um, uh, new moms with your very young children who are quite housebound um, or maybe, you know, stuck in a breastfeeding um, schedule at the start that's quite that's quite intense and they're not getting out. Um, and, you know, we have facilitated that in the past with the EU mom and still do um, with our EU mom birth clubs where moms can talk to other moms that have had babies at the same time as them. Um, and that's a, a really great way of, um, you know, of, of interacting and, and just feeling like you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Um, we've also seen brands like, say, Mother Care do like the 5 a.m. feed club, you know, where 
um, they'll oh, start cover, yeah. yeah so they'll start a little conversation at a ridiculous hour of the evening or of the night you know where, when nobody yeah. else is up on Facebook um, and just you know some mums can just have a little chat um, and, and those are the kind of things that are you know very clever sort of brand related things that um, that really feed into what the user is using Facebook for um, yeah yeah, perfect. Um, so I guess for brands, do you have any tips for how they can better connect with parents on Facebook? I mean, we kind of spoke to creating good content anyway, mm. but do you have do you have anything else? Um, yeah, well, I think, and it's probably not just parents, but, uh, you know, what works well on social is very visual, shareworthy content. And what makes it shareworthy? Like, is it informative? Um, is it topical? Um, is it entertaining? You know, is it unusual? You know, so it's those kind of aspects, adding that into your brand and what you're saying. So, um, you, you know, there's so many different options out there than than just saying what you what you, what your brand can do. But we have asked moms, um, you know, what they want from brands on on social media. Um, and apart from like special offers and, and things like that, they also I think number three on the list was um, they wanted to hear about new product information. So if, if they were bringing out new products, um, if there was a new, say, a new new ingredient to, a, a, you know, a certain food brand, um, mums, you know, they're hearing about it, you could, they can hear about it on the radio or on TV. Um, but, you know, social media is a way of getting them to maybe learn some more about it. And especially if it's a brand that they're currently looking to buy. And we have seen as well, uh, about 87% of mums have told us that they will click on, they have clicked on an ad uh, to find out more about a product or service that they're interested in. So, um, so they're not adverse to seeing brand messages on Facebook if they're relevant. Yeah, and I think relevancy mm. is the key there, mm, right? Absolutely. Not, yeah. and, and I think a lot of that comes down to um, the brand doing its homework in terms of targeting the right people and making sure the right message is showing up at the right time and, and all mm-hmm. the sorts of stuff that applies to any content anywhere. Um, so I guess, can you um, speak a little bit about different things that Facebook is trying to do, like Facebook Live, and um, I know that they're introducing their Watch tab and trying to get into more kind of original programming. So can you speak to um, ways that Facebook is trying to diversify what they do? Yeah, so I think that's, again, a part of their... um part of the who they are so um you know they don't want people to get bored with their brand um or bored with the facebook experience so um so you're, you're going to see more and more of those kind of um of those initiatives um facebook live now is over a year old and um you know they, they've seen their ups and downs with people using it in you know not so wholesome ways mm-hmm. um and and it's been problematic for them because of the whole live nature of it um, for brands, it's a fantastic product because um, it's, it's a great way of, of reaching out to your audience. Um, and it doesn't have to be glossy and, you know, highly, um, highly produced like other video content is. They, they like, are, like some podcast. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no, it's part of being, you know, uh, uh, you know, in the moment it's yeah. live, you know, um, and and, you know, it, it's gone very well. Um, to be honest, I haven't a lot. Uh, of experience yet with the watch tab mm-hmm. um but you know you can expect to see lots of developments in messenger as well um, oh, in the yeah. coming years um or in the coming year um you know with putting some handy things you know sort of like wechat yeah. um you know so being able to book a taxi or order a mm-hmm. takeaway or something through the whole medium without having to leave that yeah. app yeah. um and you're definitely going to see something like that coming yeah. down the line yeah um so 
I guess we've talked a little bit about, I mean, you know, social media is very important, especially for, I think, for families and for parents. Um, it's a, I know that I use it as a way to, you know, make sure my, my parents, the grandparents mm-hmm. can see pictures of my kids and, you know, that, that sort of thing. But I guess, um, do you see some trends? I mean, can you forecast anything that you see becoming more important or um, kind of kind of growing in popularity in 2018? On Facebook. Yes, sorry, on Facebook. <clears throat> um, no, well, obviously, it'll be interesting to see now how the new algorithm change mm-hmm. works out uh, with the prioritizing of, of family and friend content, like yeah. you said. Um, and again, from surveying our moms, we know that that's the top reason that they use mm-hmm. Facebook is to keep in touch with people. Um, so this new algorithm change will assist that. So um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how brand messages now play into this new field mm-hmm. uh, and how they, you know, like, are we going to see prices to advertise on Facebook um, like reach crazy levels? Are we are we going to see people gradually leave the leave the app anyway like you know leave the platform and um and just move away so um are they going to think you know that their their announcement to prioritize family and friends maybe people will see well they're they're still seeing ads you know maybe that'll Mm -hmm. annoy people now you know so um i think it's just an interesting year now that they've announced this um change um could you also and this this is going to be a a big loaded topic (laughs) Oh no! <laughs> um, so GDPR is coming. <clears throat> yes, yay! yay. GDPR, um, and you know, I'm very curious to see. I think it's going to make a lot of marketers have to, you know, really learn a lot and kind of clean up how they're doing things. What do you think this is going to mean for Facebook? Mm. Yes. So Facebook, um, as they are based in the states. Um, they don't have to, you know, abide by GDPR there, but uh, they do have. They don't have to abide by much there. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> let's yeah, let's just leave that yeah. slightly. <laughs> leave that topic there, but uh, so yes, for definitely their European operations have to be compliant with GDPR, um, and GDPR is is a word that's been you know kind of branded about in a scary way, but really it just means transparency at the end of the day so which is scary to a lot of people scary to a lot of yeah. people um i think a lot of people for some time and probably still now don't realize the immense amount of data that facebook have on them and of course with gdpr now um it gives um, citizens the right to contact agencies and companies um, and ask you know what exactly do you hold on me show me all the information that you have on me um, and that is what they're doing. So increasingly now you might notice you're getting emails probably from e- from providers that you're signed up to um, saying, you know, do you want us to, to keep in touch with you? So they're they're asking for your permission again to email that to email you. And that's in the advent of, of GDPR um, Twitter um, um, at the end of last year <clears throat> when you um, when you opened the app, they showed you um, all of the content that they hold on you that they they think you're interested in these brands and um they think you're interested in these um topics and they showed you know we think you're this age group and you could they gave you the option of correcting it or just leaving it as it is um so facebook are going to have to do that i mean they're going to have to be a lot more transparent on what they're doing with your data and the data that they hold on you so um that's no bad thing at all that yeah. people are clued in exactly to what they're doing i think some people um 
a lot, a lot of times you give a lot of information because it, it's an ease of, you know, because of what it offers you in return. So in Facebook, you have, you, you're interacting with your friends and your friends know when you're here, when you're there and you can meet up and, you know, and all those nice things and sharing photos and, and keeping in touch. Um, but it's, it's easy to forget that this, this, this big corporation who's actually look, looking at this data and owns it all. So, um, so GDPR is, is a good thing for consumers, a really good thing. And, um, and yeah, um, it'll just be interesting to see how it works this year. Um, I just feel sorry for smaller um, industries um, like um, Boy Scouts and like football clubs and little, you know, little after school clubs you know, who are holding data as well, technically, um, and, you know, and aren't trained to, to hold data. Um, I think uh, for them, it's, um, you know, it's going to be a harder thing to, to get your head around. But for the big corporations, they've been working on this for a long time, so they yeah. should be well, well ready. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the yes. next couple of months. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So um, I would like to ask you a question about, and this is sort of veering away from marketing, but I think it's something that's important to address. And that is um, children and families who are navigating the social media landscape. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as your kids get older, obviously social media comes more into play. And I'm just wondering if you have any tips or advice for parents who are sorting out that situation. Do I let my kids? have a Facebook account? If so, do I monitor it? Do I have the password? I mean, like these things that I think are, are unique questions to our, the time that we're living in. Mm, yeah. And we're the first parents to be dealing with this. Yep. Um, yeah. So I guess, um, the whole thing again is, um, like the main thing is it, you know, there is age, um, there is age tar- limits set on Facebook. So, um, I think it's 12 at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, your child has to be um and i wouldn't recommend anybody using facebook underneath that age there is other platforms that they can use i know um some of my friends who are parents um, they allow their children to use pinterest first mm. um because it's not a social sharing platform as such it's but it is somewhere where you can build a presence you can do boards of things that you like and things so it's a good way of introducing your christmas pinterest board yeah <laughs> your santa wish list your santa wish list on pinterest yeah just yeah just send a link yeah, to your mom exactly. yeah but um but yeah so that's a i think that is a nice way yeah, uh, to, about that. to introduce yeah. um to introduce kids to um because it doesn't ask for a lot of personal details mm. um and then i suppose when your child is old enough to be on facebook um it's just you are still the parent and they still need your your support and your guidance. So, um, you know, let, you know, making sure that everything is not public, that everything is private, that can be private on Facebook and um, that their settings are um, that they know that publishing something once, even if they delete it, once it's been published, it, somebody else could have it, could have a copy of it. And it just because it deleted doesn't mean it's deleted forever. Screenshots live forever. Screenshots live forever. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, be careful, like, about the things that are publicly aware, available. Like, say, the name that you use, that you pick something sensible. But at the same time, you don't want to, you know, maybe you don't want your child's real name up there, like their full name. Um, so there's there's loads of things like that. The image that they use, that it's age appropriate that it's that it's you know that it is appropriate um and just privacy has to be the main thing um and i think every parent should have access to their child's social media profiles i don't believe 
um, in giving underage children, you know, that sort of privacy, because I think they're at an age where they do need guidance and they do need support and they don't know all of the dangers that are out there that we know. And I think until they're old enough to understand them, you should be their support. Um, and then um, I, I think you know, the, the usual ones then, like think before adding a friend, like don't add strangers, don't add people you don't know. Um, like you wouldn't call a stranger in the street your friend. So don't call them your Facebook friend. Yeah. Um, and, and show them how to use all the security features. Because um, there are like all of the social media channels would, you know, have certain levels of privacy that you can set, and, you know, and show them how to set those levels of privacy and what they mean, like that it's not just being secure, like, you know, that it's 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 um, it's keeping them safe. Yeah. And then um, my own rule for my own kids is um, when they're old enough to get a mobile phone is that they don't ever go to bed with it. So it's a condition of getting the phone that it is. It's with us um, once they go to bed and it stays with us until the next day until they can, they're allowed to have it again. Um, but it's, you know, and I have um, a teenage son. Um, and oh, can you <laughs> can you get me ready for that, please? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but it's the and it's the same thing. People have said to me, how do you take your phone off your 17 year old? Like mm. that is nuts. Like I couldn't prize it from my 17 year old's hand. And it's like. That was a condition on getting the phone when he was 12. And we have consistently, we've consistently kept that rule no matter where we are. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that, you know, and I I really just stand to him because, um, you know, um, you just, uh, you just don't, you see kids in the morning and they're so tired. Mm -hmm. And I've heard them chatting and I was up to six or I was up to five on, you know, on Snapchat. Teenagers need their sleep yeah. more than yeah. we do. Yeah, they yeah. so do. Yeah. Um, and that would be like my top tip for you getting yeah. your child your phone, a phone. I'm stealing that, by yeah. the way. I'm Please totally do. using that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I think those are fantastic tips and it is sort of a minefield that you have to, you know, sort through and um, I, I totally agree. I think a lot of it is education and making sure that your kids know what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, that is all I have for you about Facebook. I'm so excited that you were able to um, chat because Thank this you so is much. a huge area of your expertise. Um, so uh, that is all we have today about Facebook. I mean, we could be talking about Facebook for mm-hmm. much longer, but <laughs> yeah, we're not going to. So um, that's what we have. Join us next time when we talk about the letter G. Bye. Bye. Bye.